Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today, well, it's me. I'm going to do another solo riff today because I want to talk about something that, in my opinion, is the most important aspect of marketing. It's something I talk about all the time, but I must not be very clear because I'm having trouble getting people to get this topic of marketing strategy and what it is, why we need it, how we develop it, and what it is going to mean for every business that really takes us to heart. So let me state it very clearly again. In my opinion, developing and executing an effective marketing strategy is the most important job of any marketer, and failure to do so is probably the single greatest threat to creating anything that looks and feels like business building momentum. That's about as plain as I can say it. Now, I don't think many people would argue with me about that statement. In fact, somebody asked me, uh, a, a longtime professional marketer schooled in all the ways of marketing asked me the other day, you know, that's just obvious, isn't it? Why do people struggle with creating a marketing strategy. Of course they need a marketing strategy. And I think, unfortunately, for a lot of people, uh, it really resides in not understanding really what one is. And it's, hey, if you're listening out there and you're one of those people that doesn't necessarily feel like they fully grasp it, uh, don't beat yourself up. I mean, the, the, the you're, first off, you're not alone. But also, I think there's a whole lot of confusion, uh, even a, amongst people that are marketing experts about what it actually is. Um, in my opinion, it actually starts from a misunderstanding of what marketing actually is. I know if you've listened to me, I don't know, two times, three times, you've heard me say my definition of marketing. And I think that the, a marketing strategy is rooted in understanding this definition of marketing. And so here it goes. My definition of marketing is getting someone who has a need to know, like, and trust you. And I think that that is the basis of real life marketing. And it's also the basis of a real life marketing strategy. And that's what I'm going to talk about today is how to find one, how to develop one, where it resides, uh, where you know what rocks to uncover to, to to make it real. So I think the first key, if you're going to believe my definition of marketing, I think the first key to discovering an effective marketing strategy lies in understanding first that I believe its essence, the essence of a marketing strategy, is really much more about why a business does something than what or how the business does something. So I'll come back and repeat that if that sounds confusing. Because what I think happens for a lot of traditional schooled marketers is our marketing strategy is all about really our selling strategy. And I'm going to suggest that the most effective marketing strategies are really about who you're being, who the company's being, who their people at the company are being, the, the unique things that they're doing, their unique story. And I believe that there actually are a handful of characteristics that either uh, can be mined or created in an organization that will in and of themselves produce an effective marketing strategy far greater than any sort of academic exercise or planning software will. So the first characteristic that I think may actually even be a the, the requisite characteristic for any company that's going to embrace this idea of a real-life marketing strategy. And that is to, when you come across a company that's built with a, a single-minded purpose and, and they can communicate that, here's why we do what we do in a way that makes meaning 
in the lives of their customers, prospects, uh, I think that that magic happens. So the idea that that this higher purpose actually drives the business, and it may or may not be directly related to what the business actually does. And and I know that this this idea of higher purpose can be a tricky one because I'm not necessarily talking about something that has socially uh, redeeming qualities or some spiritual quality. I, I just mean that the, the people at that organization uh, are really driven to do one single thing. I, uh, an example that I always use is, is Zappos, which uh, is such an easy one to use for a lot of people. And that uh, Tony Shea, the, the CEO of Zappos, uh, frequently comments that uh, Zappos is about creating uh, customer happiness, and they happen to sell apparel and now a wide range of other things uh, as almost a side note. And and I think that that is a great, great lesson. I think businesses that are really driven by some purpose that, that generally speaking, comes from, from the founder, uh, that, that people sense that and they resonate with that. And in many cases, there are other characteristics, obviously, that go with that. But I think that that's probably the most important one. And I think if you're looking for a way to develop a marketing strategy in your business, spend some time really mining this idea of why you do what you do or why the business exists. I mean, and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's serving a personal need. A, a lot of people point to Apple and talk about uh, their their existence as a, a disruptor, their existence as a, a company that is fanatical about design and bringing incredible design into our lives. And those can be seen by, by all of their constituencies as a bit of their single-minded purpose. And I think that that's an important concept that really any small business can uh, embrace and grasp. Of course, the key characteristics, this idea of, of communicating a simple why, obviously is something that you can't fake. I mean, this has to be there. It has to really be embedded in, in the culture. And I think that in many cases, the organizations, a couple of the organizations I've talked about here, uh, that is maybe even where, where this springs from, is not necessarily the marketing department, but just in in the entire culture of the organization. Uh, the, the The companies that I think that get this, that make this their reason for being, enjoy quite often some of the highest levels of staff and customer loyalty. Uh, and it's really because they they focus so much on why they do what they do. Uh, there's a company uh, that, that I'm familiar with. I buy products from a very small, uh, to, to, I've, I've given you a couple examples of large organizations. Here's a very small organization. It's called Chateau Milk Company. And they set out it's just a small dairy farm i don't know if you know anything about the milk industry but milk is pretty much run by giant co-ops that go all to the small farmers and say here's what you have to feed your cows here's the hormones you have to give them here's the price we're going to pay you and here's the production schedule we need uh, if you want in or not and and they said you know that's not how we want to uh, create uh, a business that's not how we want to create uh, dairy products uh, and so they went out and started their own brand a little small farm uh, in the hills of Missouri started their own brand uh, they want to grass feed their cattle they want to produce uh, products in a way that that really showcases uh, their passion for 
producing uh, organic milk. And so uh, it's now a very, very popular company. Uh, uh, their products uh, sell really throughout Kansas City. Uh, and their brand is something that, that is almost cutting edge. But, but people are very, very drawn to this organization because uh, of their single-minded uh, purpose. It's really uh, not so much about uh, the, the dairy industry. It's one that they wanted to bring a return to really what's good about creating all natural products in small handcrafted batches. And by the well, by the way, they also sell dairy products. Second characteristic I want to spend some time talking about today is inspiration. I think that we as consumers, as businesses, as business owners, I think we're desperately seeking inspiration in our lives. And that's not to say that, that we don't find it uh, in, in many places, but I think that particularly when we do find it in organizations uh, and businesses, we're, we're, we're very attracted to them. And what seems to be sort of a common theme in those businesses is this idea of a story that inspires. I think we want to go on journeys that, that feel very big and maybe almost epic and in nature and I know that might sound a little far-fetched if you know if you're just building this law firm or this plumbing business uh, over here but I think every business uh, can inspire I mean and and as I said we inspire by telling stories by communicating the why that I just talked about by standing up for simplicity and by bravely connecting our own purpose in life with what that of the business and the, and the goals and the objectives of our clients. And I think that those are the ways that we build a marketing strategy that inspires. So do you, do you, or you start to get a sense that uh, I call this real-life marketing strategies. I'm not necessarily talking about something that you would map out in a spreadsheet, am I? The next characteristic I want to talk about is innovation or the obvious innovation. I think every industry out there that I've come across engages in some sort of practice that the customers just come to live with. Uh, and then someone comes along, you know, either from outside the industry or, or really as a method of surviving on their own, and they shake it up by suggesting, hey, there's a better way. And, you know, creating what ends up looking like an obvious innovation to everyone in the industry and then embracing that change as a marketing strategy in, in one way that the company creates a clear differentiation. Uh, Rackspace, a, a hosting company located in Austin, Texas, created what was an obvious innovation in the hosting industry by simply making a decision to provide real service. Now, that shouldn't seem like such an innovation, but it in an industry that uh, that really appeared to actually abhor talking to its customers. So, from right from their website, fanatical Rackspace. Marketing strategies provide fanatical support. So to them, fanatical support isn't just what we do. It's really what makes us, well, us. It's our need to make a difference in the lives of our customers, no matter how big or small. Really, it's our way of life. Now, I'm a Rackspace customer. They're, of course, not paying me to say this. I should actually approach them maybe. But uh, but, but actually, the, the point I'm really trying to make is that I think every industry has that kind of obvious innovation. And they can tap it uh, as as a marketing strategy. And I think that that's um, the point, again, I keep reinforcing uh, in, in this session today is that 
real life marketing strategies are are some of these kinds of things that you can clearly uh, take a direction and and build your entire business around and then all of the tactical things that you do just simply support that strategy and I think that that's the part that um, I, I find too many small business owners that's the part that is hard for them to grasp and I think that this idea of strategy before tactics is uh, obviously I believe is essential. Another characteristic of organizations that have uh, tapped this idea of real-life marketing strategies is fun. Now, uh, I think people will do their do, spend their last dollar in some cases to be uh, entertained, and, and that's probably uh, more true today than ever. And I, I don't think that uh, fun and theater and play are necessarily words that are often connected to businesses, uh, but I think that when we find businesses that really do uh, make us laugh that really do entertain us that really do kind of lighten up things and and we you know their marketing copy everything their products uh, their design uh, their staff I mean everything about them is 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 just a culture of fun um, I think those are organizations that we're really drawn to not not only as customers but certainly uh, from a staff members uh, I had the opportunity to spend an afternoon at uh, the the t-shirt uh, maker Threadless in Chicago, and I believe that they have a uh, a lot of these characteristics I've talked about. They certainly have this idea of a single-minded purpose of of being able to enable artists to uh, to get their product or get their art out there into the world. Uh, on shirts was really the 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 inspiration or the genesis of the organization. But uh, you walk into their office, and there's they have a couple Airstream trailers in in the warehouse. They have a basketball court. There's all these incredible graffiti uh, art all over the walls. The the each of the departments is kind of designed by uh, by the individual members of that uh, department. And and time and time again, as I talk to employees of this company, they just I just. I took this job as an intern to work in the warehouse because I just wanted to be a part of this organization. And it's uh, the the place. All I can say is the place is definitely fun, and I think that there uh, that's certainly from an internal view. And I think that it radiates then out in their marketing and in their marketing strategy uh, through their website, uh, through their customer service, and and even the fanatical uh, sort of customer loyalty. The 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 amount of of friends and fans and positive comments and support on, say, uh, Facebook uh, for, for Threadless uh, is really just unbelievable. And I think that they've built this, this idea of uh, community really around this whole idea of fun. Another characteristic that I often encounter is uh, convenience. I, I think that it's funny how often a, a product or a service that, that makes life more convenient or just makes sense, that, that takes down the barriers to communication, that gives people the tools to do what they want, to, to rethink meetings, you know, to eliminate policies of control. Um, th- these characteristics uh, uh, really embody this idea of convenience, and I think we'll go out of our way really to work with organizations that do that. And so this idea of being easy to do business with as a marketing strategy, uh, I think is one that, that again, can uh, can become a culture and a mantra that spreads word of mouth and drives customer adoption faster than probably any promotion or campaign ever will. Uh, my example that I love to use for this idea of convenience is a tool that I'm sure many of you are familiar with called Evernote. And it is a tool that allows me to curate and clip and store you know all the elements all the information out there in my life that I want but the, but the the most convenient thing about it is uh 
they, they have a tool for my Mac and for my iPhone and my iPad, and they all sync at all times. They're always <laughs> in sync together, and they really just just work there. In fact, I'm not even sure there is an owner's manual because you don't need one. Um, and to me, uh, that that culture that's built into the products is also built into the staff and to the service and certainly is their marketing strategy. I've got two more characteristics left for, for today. And this next one is simplicity. Now, on the surface, that may sound a lot like convenience, but I think that uh, there, there really is a, a distinct difference. The idea of simplicity is to actually uh, not necessarily make life more convenient, but to actually make products and services and a business that's built on actually making simpler things or, or making simple solutions uh, to things or providing very, very simple. And I don't mean stripped down, but simple in a way that's accessible, that is useful to some defined uh, target market. And I think that it is probably one of the most appreciated attributes, certainly of the products and, and really, to, frankly, the services that we love to love. And, and I think, however, though, it can actually be one of the hardest to achieve. Um, it's not a matter of stripping out features. I think if, if this is supposed to be a marketing strategy, it actually has to become a way of life that informs every decision, every, every meeting, you know, everything that you do. Uh, there's a great example of this, of course, is 37 Signals. They make Basecamp and, and uh, the, the, the co-founders also wrote a great book called Rework. Um, and I've had Jason Freed on this show before to talk about it. But I think that they've really embraced this idea of simplicity certainly as an overall business strategy that then informs and becomes their overall um, marketing strategy. They make great software that just does a handful of things very well. And, and I think that uh, uh, Freed will tell you that uh, they spend more time considering what features to leave out of their releases than what to add. And, and trust me, they get lots and lots of feature requests because everybody wants their little thing for it to do. So this idea of, of keeping things simple uh, has become their marketing strategy but again it is a is a real life way of doing business at their organization as well and the last characteristic that i'm going to close with uh, today is one that i call the element of surprise i think few things enamor like exceeding someone's expectations uh, it happens so infrequently uh, that i think it, that, that that it really takes us off guard in some cases now I don't know, surprise or exceeding expectations may almost sound more like a personality trait, but I think the companies that turn customers into volunteer sales forces fully understand and use the power of giving more than was promised and, and surprisingly beating expectations as a marketing strategy. I mean, think about it. Who doesn't like to get little gifts, free overnight shipping, handwritten notes, right? But, but then again, what was the last time that you really got that when you really received that. So I'm going to end today returning once again to Zappos. Um, they have uh, a couple, um, one stated and one unstated policies uh, that I think are, are baked in intentionally to create this element of surprise. Uh, one of the things that they do routinely, if you've ever ordered shoes from Zappos, uh, let's say you order them on a Monday, 
the confirmation will suggest that they, they will ship them in three to five days or to allow three to five days for shipping. But people are f- frequently surprised that those shoes show up the very next day or the very next morning, uh, in fact. And it's not all the time. It's not 100% of the time. Of course, then it would become an expectation and not a surprise. And I think that that's one uh, example, great example of surprise. Another um, become well-known uh, element of surprise with their staff is... They have something that they call the question, and this has been well documented, so maybe you've heard about this, but I think it's a, another brilliant illustration of surprise. So somebody goes through their training, their paid training. Uh, they will, at the end of 30 days, actually offer them, uh, I think it's $2,000 to, to quit on the spot. If they if they want to take the $2,000, they're free to go. And, and a small, small percentage of folks actually do that. And what Zappos uh, thinking on this is that if $2,000 is what will be enough incentive for somebody to take and leave this job, uh, then they probably were not going to be the kind of person that they wanted long term. And I think that that, again, um, is is something that that is probably no longer that much of a surprise uh, to the individuals inside the organization. But I think it's 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 still a feature that surprises people outside of the organization to this day. And I think really adds to this this strategy of surprise as part of their one of the characteristics of their overall marketing strategy. So uh, those are the seven characteristics that I wanted to cover today and share kind of my thinking on. Uh, I believe that that any one of these characteristics, if uh, if embraced and 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 really built upon by all of the every filter and every tactic every process, every product, every service really supported that. Uh, I think that alone would be enough to clearly differentiate an organization in, in a way uh, that, that would cause marketing momentum. Uh, but I b- also believe that, that the real magic in this idea is the blending of several of these characteristics uh, so that they, they actually infuse and support each other. And I think that, that that's where the real magic in a marketing strategy lies. It's not in a spreadsheet. It's not in a, here's how we plan to sell our product, which so many people default to. Uh, It is in why you do what you do, who your company's being uh, out there in the market, and less about uh, what it is that your company does. So uh, that's it for this week. Appreciate you listening. And and actually, I'd ask a favor if you've listened this far. Uh, I'd love it if you would shoot me an email at any time and tell me about some of the companies that you think embody some of these characteristics. Uh, I would love to hear yours. I'm sort of collecting names of these, so I would appreciate that and take care.